Welcome to issue 22 of The Two-Butt Rule. We can't stop debt ceiling brinksmanship, but we could make it a show. Summer is almost here, and it's debt ceiling brinksmanship season in Washington. This year looks like a real showstopper. You'd think that a legislative body composed of two houses would inherently embrace the notion of the two-butt rule. You'd think that for every proposal or bill, there would be a lot of momentum thinking going on. A lot of, but that won't work, but it would if, conversations. Maybe on a good day, this really does happen, at least among staffers off camera. Usually, though, what we see is a lot of one-buttism. Circular arguments that go nowhere and result in combatants just repeating talking points until we all start to contemplate the merits of anarchy. I've been looking into classic cases of Congress getting stuck in circular arguments to include in the manuscript of my upcoming book. Oh yeah, just signed the contract with a major publishing house to write the book on momentum thinking. Yep, a whole book about butts. Stay tuned for updates as we go. Anyway, so I was doing some background research on endless circular arguments in Congress with my buddy ChatGPT this week, and we started talking about the debt ceiling crisis. I've included the full transcript of that conversation for paid subscribers on twobutts.com. So yeah, you should definitely do that. I mean, it's my birthday coming up, and you know, I, I haven't received a gift from you in a long time, and this would be, well, it, taking out a subscription would be a lovely gift, don't you think? Just kidding. Though, if you'd like to subscribe for whatever you can afford, check out the special subscriber offers page on twobutts.com. That's number two, B-U-T-S dot com. Here are some U.S. debt limit highlights. I'm not going to go into the whole backstory about what the debt ceiling is, how it came to be a thing, or why we seem perennially compelled to play financial Russian roulette with it. But for a sizzling account of the history, check out Debt Limit Through the Years by the Bipartisan Policy Center. It's a page turner. 1939, the first debt ceiling is set at $45 billion. 1957, Congress waits six months to approve a new debt limit as a way to force the Eisenhower administration to constrain defense spending. 1979, after nearly causing a default, Congress approves the Gephardt Rule to allow budget resolutions to increase the debt ceiling without a special vote. 1982, the federal debt limit is codified into law and later increased to $2.1 trillion. And between 1982 and now, the debt limit increases 39 times, with multiple cases of partisan brinksmanship taking the U.S. close to default. It now stands at over $31 trillion. Here's the strange thing about the debt ceiling. If you've listened to any sitting president during any of these made-up and unnecessary crises, raising the debt limit is about paying for things we've already bought. It's about paying the minimum fee on the national credit card, so to speak. But whichever party is in the minority at the time of this otherwise pretty straightforward decision to cover our debts tends to use the moment to get really serious about how we're spending too much. Or at least spending too much on the things they don't think we should be spending on. Why don't they get serious during the normal budget process and avoid spending more than the previous limit allows or simply agreeing to raise limits then? Well, one big reason is this. The U.S. defaulting on its debt would throw the world into financial Armageddon, and that makes for good TV. It's a chance for the opposition to get a ton of airtime and attention on the spending issues they care about. The problem is that this clown show has already resulted in taking things too far, even once causing the United States credit rating to be downgraded. And this year, there's speculation that some in Congress actually want the U.S. to default in order to continue tearing down the institutions they've apparently decided are too corrupt to salvage. Scary. I asked ChatGPT about how we might avoid all this. I also asked some humans. They're still marginally useful and will make excellent companions in the very nice cage ChatGPT is building for me. We came up with the usual suspects, from bipartisan budget reform to public education, tying debt ceiling increases directly to spending decisions, and encouraging more cooperation through campaign finance reform. The full transcript covers several iterations of applying the two-butt rule to these and other ideas, but the net is that nothing seemed to address the deep motivation of getting eyeballs for the opposition. 
So we dug deeper on that specifically, which led to ideas about getting more media attention on fiscal debates and town halls, creating a fiscal responsibility award, and various forms of media partnerships. But none of these were likely to get Congress members the level of focused media attention that they're enjoying now from the debt ceiling drama. But it struck us that maybe we could add some sizzle if we applied some of the techniques of reality TV shows, including shows like American Idol. Maybe even have viewers donate to congressional campaigns based on who won a given issue. Hashtag two butts. But we quickly identified problems with that, including the fact that reality TV thrives on polarizing behavior that wouldn't help get to positive budget results. Also, these budget negotiations are often confidential, and people might vote and donate along purely party lines regardless on the merits of the arguments. But we figured we could solve those issues by including tricks employed by shows like The Masked Singer in order to hide party affiliations. We even thought of producing the whole show from generative AI based on Congress member texts in order to avoid taxing their limited acting chops. Hashtag so many butts. And then it all came together. It struck me that we could use wannabe congressional interns to use follow cam footage and other techniques to create drama. ChatGPT then obliged with a complete Netflix showrunner's proposal. Yeah, no kidding. And so, we humbly present for your consideration Budget Wars. Title, Budget Wars. Format, Reality TV Political Drama. Logline, Future political leaders confront the drama and complexity of fiscal policy, embodying the roles of anonymous Congress members in a riveting blend of competition, debate, and behind-the-scenes action. Twelve episodes, 60 minutes each. Overview. In Budget Wars, young, ambitious congressional intern candidates are plugged into the heart of American fiscal policy, representing anonymous congressional members. The show blends traditional debate with personalized narrative arcs, backstage coaching, and real-world interactions, culminating in an audience vote that supports the party's campaign fund of choice. Episode Structure Intern Proxy Proposal Presentations, 10 minutes. Intern candidates coached by industry experts present fiscal policy proposals on behalf of anonymous Congress members. Backstage Coaching and Comments, 10 minutes. America's Got Talent-style backstage footage shows experts providing feedback and strategy advice interspersed with contestants' reactions and reflections. Intern proxy counter-proposal and debate for 20 minutes. Interns critique and improve upon the proposals, with audience voting opening at the conclusion of the segment. Follow cam action, 15 minutes. We follow contestants around Washington, providing a glimpse into their interactions, challenges, and breakthroughs. This segment captures the drama and personal journey of each contestant, serving as a compelling narrative thread throughout the series. Results and reveal, 5 minutes. Votes are tallied, the winning team is announced, and the real Congress members are revealed. The audience can then choose to contribute to the RNC or DNC in honor of the winning team. Budget Wars is a unique and compelling blend of political debate, reality competition, and personal drama. By humanizing the complex world of fiscal policy, the show promises to be a standout addition to any network's lineup. Did we solve the budget crisis and end congressional brinksmanship for all time with a reality TV show? No, probably not. But momentum thinking isn't always about directly solving the problem you set out to address. It's about using that problem as the starting point of a journey and seeing where it takes you. Now, who's going to produce that show? No, seriously, Budget Wars is must-see TV. This concludes Issue 22 of The Two-Butt Rule. We can't stop debt ceiling brinksmanship, but we could make it a show. By John Wolpert and Ashley Waters. If you liked this episode, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps. And consider taking out a subscription at twobutts.com. That's number two, B-U-T-S 
www.chatgpt.com. Subscribe now and check out the transcript of my entire conversation with ChatGPT on the debt ceiling and several other thorny congressional issues. It's worth it.